The other day, I've got, I'm starting a new series tonight called Declutter Your Heart. And the other day, I was in my garage, and I've had some work done on my front yard. Well, I did it. My brothers did it. And so I was trying to get the trash can out. My car, it's a two-car garage, but it's one car in there, and then all of Jonathan's junk from one end of the car to the other. And so I was on the kind of the left side of the car where the, kind of the wall is, and I needed to get my trash can out. So I'm trying to get my trash can out, and I get it to a point, I was like, oh, I'm going to scrape my car if I try to get this trash can out. So then I had to push the cart back, and I had to pull the recycle. In Fort Worth, we have big old recycle. And so I had to pull the recycle one out. I said, oh, this is such a pain in the rear. And then I go over here, and then I finally get the trash can out, and I put it at the curb, and I put my recycle back in, and just irritated that I had to move so much. And then the Lord spoke to me <laughs> and said, all of the junk that you have in that garage, you put there. <laughs> I was like, shut up, Lord. Because <laughs> it was a revelation that every single thing that was crowding that garage and made me have to pull something out to get the trash can out, Jonathan Ray Moore the first put it in there. And so the Lord spoke to me about this series, and he said, you have done many of those same, same things with your heart. You've cluttered your heart with stuff that is just there, and we, in, we uh, want to blame everybody, blame our circumstances, blame the Lord, blame situations, and God is saying that many of the things that clutter our heart, you put there. So I'm going to show you over the next week or so how we can deal with that. Here's our foundation scripture. Does everybody have a fill-in? If you need a fill-in, raise your hand, and we'll try to get that to you quick. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the rock, and the firm strength of my heart and my portion forever. Your first fill-in. The world system will do all that it can to clutter your heart. And here's the thing about the world system. It will aid and abet you into cluttering your heart more and more. That you'll, you'll have that garage door open and it seems like the neighborhood brings all of their junk for you to put junk, more junk in your garage. And if you'll let them and if you'll help them, they'll load your, car, your garage with more and more junk. That if we're not careful, we'll allow everything to settle in our heart. That if you go to my garage right now, there's plastic bins and there's trash cans and there's all kinds of storage things and all garage sale stuff when I have a garage, all that kind of stuff. And all of it has settled in Jonathan's garage. I could get rid of it, but it's settled there. And if we'll allow it, things will settle in your heart. What do you do with a cluttered heart? Now, I know the solution for my garage. Throw that crap away. <laughs> I can't wait to have the garage sale because here's what I'm going to have. We're going to sell all that stuff and everything that's left over, it's going to Goodwill. Not back in the garage, it's going to Goodwill. And sometimes for your Goodwill, you need to take the clutter in your heart and, don't, and pull it out and don't put it back in. Number one, the pressure of time. And I'm going to go through several different things. When it, the pressure of time will try to clutter your heart. Now, I found on Amazon... This little backpack right here, you don't know what it's like for a 46-year-old man to buy a heart backpack on Amazon, but I bought one. 
And so in, now you guys probably don't have garages. Your parents are the, you know, keepers of the garage. But have you ever gone through your backpack and said, what in the world is all this crap in here? And then you do things like, leave it in there. <laughs> have you ever been at a certain point in school and you're like, this is the heaviest flipping backpack in the history of mankind. And you're walking around the hallways like this, bent over with all that junk in your backpack, walking like Quasimodo. And then you throw the thing down on the ground. You got to dig to the bottom to get a pen. And everything that's in your backpack, I promise you, darling, you put there. And so sometimes we got to declutter our heart, our backpack heart. And here's one of the things that if you pull out is time. What's going on with the time in your life? And these are your fill-ins. I got more crap in here and I'm gonna put more crap in there over the next weeks of this series. The pressure to do too much or to have too much to do. That there's a pressure in our society that time is ticking and we must fill every moment of every day with productive things like Fortnite, just kidding. <laughs> but let's take away that, but how many of you have, and I teach school, how many of you have busy schedules between school and homework and sports and band and clubs and church and all those things, and you have a busy schedule? This is the clutter of time, the pressure of not being or having what you think that you should have at this point. Maybe I'll take an illustration of, of sports. You're a junior in high school. You have one more year to play sports. You're not the starting team. You're not the athlete. You think, you're thinking, I've only got one more year to get a scholarship in this sport. I've got only one more year to play. And if I don't make it, I know that's probably not happened to anybody in this room, but the clutter of time, or maybe that clutter of, all my friends are in relationships. All my friends have group, big groups of friends to hang out with. I never do. When is my time going to come where I have what somebody else has? The pressure of someone being in a better place than you. That's the clutter of time. Because we get to a point of the clutter of time that we think somebody else is in a better place than I am. As you guys know that I love to slam social media, that only heightens it. When you pull, pull up social media and somebody else just got into a wonderful relationship and you just got dumped. Somebody else just got a brand new car and you just had to call your parents to come get you on the side of the room because yours broke down. That, that so, And I'm using kind of superficial things, but that pressure of time that someone else is in a better place than you and time is ticking and you have to fill that day to get as much out of it. We sabotage the peace in our hearts because we think we have a better timetable than God. That when we make that statement that somebody has something better than I do, we're in essence saying to God, God, you have got me on a modified timetable, and this modified timetable has me at a less favorable place than so-and-so does. And once again, social media just heightens that. 
where you look at somebody and, and they've got whatever, they've posted wonderful hangouts with their friends and no one invited you. And time is that clutter that somehow, someway, if I don't maximize my impact when it comes to time and relationships and what I have and what I don't have, then I'm missing out on something. That the Bible says in Psalms, for I have heard the slander of many, terror is on every side, and while they scheme together against them, the plot of, uh, they plot to take my life. Watch what it says in the next verse. But I trust in and I rely on and was confident in you, O Lord, and I said, you are my God. That when we get in that cycle where we think that God has forgotten about us, that he somehow has misplaced the plan for our lives, that we can come back to this scripture and say, you know what, God, I am confident in you. And what makes us confident? This very next verse. My times are in your hands. That only a believer, only someone that is born again can say this, that God, my times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my foes and those who pursue, pursue me and persecute me. That, you can, that we can say with confidence when the clutter of time comes, when the pressure of where you are comes, when the hurried, hurriedness of that I'm supposed to be at a further place down the road that you can say with confidence, my times, God, are in your hands. That I don't have to worry that I'm missing out on something because each one, I'm jumping ahead of myself, let's go to your next fill-in. What would life be like if we trusted that God held every one of our days? What would it be like if tomorrow I woke up and said, whatever pertains to me, God is holding? Isn't this just amazing? That the Lord that holds the entire world in the place is actively involved in every single moment of your days. Can you imagine the same God who spun galaxies into existence? They, they, they can't keep up with the expansion of space because it's literally traveling at the speed of light. We've gotten to the very edges of, of systems that are millions and millions and millions of miles away and haven't scratched just the surface, the minimal surface of what God is constantly creating. And that same God who created everything, the Bible says that he has your days in his hand. Declutter your heart with the pressure of time. That when that tendency comes up that I've got to rush to be somewhere different. I've got to rush to have something different. I've got to rush because someone might be ahead of me. That you stand at that garage and say, pull that crap out. Because the truth is, anything that's crap put in there, I've probably put it in there. I like this in Psalms. It says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That I can sit and stand in confidence with the, the tendency to clutter my heart with time expectancies that God says every one of days of my life have been numbered. 
Every one of them he holds in his hand. I like this a line from Peace Be Still by Lauren Dangle. It says, let faith rise up. That you have to speak to yourself. This is called Peace Be Still, a song called Peace Be Still. That you, that you let your heart rise up. Let faith rise up. Oh, heart believe. Courage says, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. You want to live a courageous life? You want to live like I had Lambden up here last week with a fly swatter and told him to go beat up on ISIS and whoop him? You know what will cause courage to rise up on the inside of you? When you can say with confidence, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. You know what rest says? Rest says, I don't have to be concerned with a moment for a moment about the timing of my life. Rest says wherever I am, whatever's going on, whatever the pressure is, I don't have to be concerned for a moment about where I am. Look at this in Luke. It says, in the very hairs, Miss Sheila used this in Kid Zone the other day. The very heads of your hair are all numbered, so don't be afraid you're more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Now, why in the world would God number the hairs on your head? And I know your first response is, that's an easy job for him to do with you, Jonathan. Because <laughs> he doesn't have much to count anymore. Watch, but watch what the detail is. God knows the minute details of every part of your life and what, he's what he was demonstrating here in Luke in saying that I know the minute details of your life. How many of you have ever, now I don't have this problem because, you know, I'm bald. But how many of you have ever been in your bathroom and looked down on the floor and said, we got a vacuum or sweep in here or something. That ever happened? Because there's, everybody's hair is on the floor. Everybody brushes their hair in there and it's just on the floor. And your, and your reaction is, or have you ever been cleaned out the, the drain of the bathtub or shower, or whatever, like everybody's hair. Can I, can I let you in on a reality, a truth, that that same hair that you see all spread off the bathroom floor that's been there forever, that needs to be vacuumed up, that same hair that's clogging the drain, God has numbered? It's crazy. He's got even the things that we would throw away and think is annoying. He says, I've numbered those. Meaning and saying, I know more details about your life than you do. That God knows more about where I am than I do. That if he's, ma if he's made a statement, then, and here's the deal, he doesn't like have the current count. This is, this is crazy. God just doesn't have the current count on your head. But he knows which one that hair is. Not that he's got a fetish about hair, but the point being made that God says, I know more about you than you know about yourself. He has mapped out the numbers of hair. Then he, if he has, then he has surely got the rest in good control. That if God has got a current count of your hair and an active count of what's there and what's not and what's to come, then what makes me have a tendency not to trust that he's got everything else under control? There's the question, though, do we trust God's control over our life? Pressure number two, and I'm only going to do two tonight. Pressure number two, the pressure of what people think and do. I should put it in do. Here's what happens with our uh, 
heart bag. We've got our heart bag here. Once again, that you've, have you ever looked in there like, oh my gosh, how long has that package of Pop-Tarts been in there? Has that anybody done that? Food, you brought out food that's just been flattened. Well, here's what else clutters our hearts. People. Have you ever had your heart cluttered by what people think, say, and do? Now, I know none of you all have that issue, but maybe somebody that's watching is being blessed by this. But that you behave and act and respond by what people say and do. Once again, envisualize a 46-year-old man buying Barbies at Walmart. The Lord... <laughs> they, just, they just look at you funny as they... <laughs> but to make the point of my heart backpack and my people, how much have we allowed what people think, say, and do to clutter our heart? Can I go back to our original statement that not only have we let them clutter our heart, but we have put that stuff in there. Just as I stood in front of my garage and, and saw the mess that was in there and the Lord prompted me and reminded me, every single thing in that garage, Jonathan, you put in there. And the, the, what people say, do, and think is the very same thing that everything that we've allowed to take up resident here, we've let it happen. Galatians says, does this sound as if I'm trying to win human approval? I'm not talking about being a jerk and not caring about what people think. I'm saying, Paul is saying, am I trying to win human approval? No, indeed, what I want is God's approval. Am I trying to be popular with people? If I were still trying to do so, I would not be a servant of Christ Jesus. That people will have opinions of you for the rest of your life. So we might as well get to a place where we say that no matter what I do or what I don't do, that someone is going to have an opinion about it. Trying to get people to always think the best of you is a lesson in futility. Here's what ends up happening is that we're trying to please our friends. We're trying to please a boyfriend or a girlfriend. We're trying to please uh, our little group of people. And we're not very good at it. And it falls apart over here. And then it falls, you know, you hang out with friends and then your boyfriend and girlfriend gets mad. You hang out with the boyfriend and girlfriend and then the friends get mad. And you're trying to balance everybody. And you're thinking, I've got to, you know, pressure my parents to buy these expensive clothes and go get an expensive hairstyle because I want people to think that I'm okay. Do you mind if she stays over there? Thank you. Instead of saying, I'm going to have a good relationship with people and not allow them to clutter my heart. Because here's what happens with the opinions of people. And I know this is probably not true of anybody in here, but have you ever had your feelings hurt or been hurt by what somebody said or did? Nobody in here, but I want to illustrate that here's what happens is that people have their opinions and their opinions are like toothpaste in a tube, and here they come with their opinions, and they come and tell you all that they think, or they give you the silent treatment. You text them, and they don't text you back. 
or they wait, you know, about a, I don't know, full 24 hours, and then finally they text you back. You ever had that where you text somebody and, and said, uh, you know, what are you doing? And they, they don't text you back, but then, you know, an hour later you see them on social media, nobody in this room. <laughs> and so then you end up having these people spewing out all their opinions, all their requirements, all their thoughts. Can I let you know? Melinda, I'm going to get in trouble with this one. Can I let you know that people that don't value you or respect your time or respect your correspondence with them are really probably not worth you doing too much in their behalf? Oh, I'm about to preach in a second here because here's what happens. They spew out all their opinions, all their crazy 36-hour replied text because they've replied everybody back but you, and then you're trying to figure out how do I get their opinions back in this stinking tube of toothpaste. And we allow that to clutter, I'm spitting everywhere, clutter our hearts. Can I go back to our original premise? Anything you allow to clutter your heart with, you've, you've allowed and you've put there. Instead of putting people in their place, hear me out. I'm going I'm to put a nice, wonderful pink bow on this by the time we're done. But anything that you allow people to do stuff like that to you, you're to blame. Because there's no way, can I just keep going? Because we're going to run out of time. Can I just keep going? I don't care if you say yes or no. Here we go. Trying to make people happy is the best plan to ensure that you're never happy. I have preached. We can shut this thing down. I can say the benediction. Miss Melinda can pull out her snacks that she claims she home makes. <laughs> If you try to make people happy, you're the only one that's going to be unhappy. I'm going somewhere with this. Can I hear, I'm going to hear this. People are messed up. Don't worry, you're messed up too. <laughs> messed up. I, the, people with the most messed up lives seem to have the most opinions on how everybody else should live theirs. I'm not hearing any amens in this, in this quiet funeral service. That those that are the most messed up seem to have the loudest opinions about what people should do and how they should be treated. Have you ever had that? I mean, they've ignored you for months and then all of a sudden you forget to invite them to something and they have an absolute emotional melt, meltdown in front of, you never take care of me. Like, you're the king and queen of this. And, the <laughs> and what ends up happening is they try to move that clutter into your heart. And if you're dumb enough, you'll let them. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put a bow on it, I promise. <laughs> People that couldn't put Legos together are trying to tell you how to build your life. They got Legos in their hand. But yet, <laughs> I mean, they're messed up. They're tore up from the floor up, but they're going to tell you how to put it together. And they're going <laughs> to and they're going to judge you. Oh, okay. Y'all are not going to have me back next week, so I better stop. You'll <laughs> be going, oh, Pastor, Pastor Brian, we need to get a new youth pastor. That one's done, lost his mind. Peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you, I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your heart 
be troubled. Do not be afraid. That when we let messed up people move their messes in, have you ever, have you ever seen that? I, I, I've seen it where, and heard about stuff where, you know, somebody's living somewhere and then all of a sudden a relative or a friend or whatever decides to move in and, and they're the messiest things this side of Messy Marvin. You ever had that? Seen that? Heard about that? I don't know. I live by myself. And the thought of somebody living with me and messing up my stuff would just send me over the edge. And... But you know what? Sometimes we're more particular about how we keep our car and how we keep our room or how we keep our house than how we keep our heart. Until we get to a place where we guard it. I'm, 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 I'm going to put a bow on it. I promise you. I promise you. Everybody's like, until we guard it, and say, no way, Jose, you'll only come this far. That I'm not letting you move that clutter into my life. Because here's what, can, can I help you with something? High maintenance people will come and throw all their mess on you. And then they'll walk away and go take a nap. While you're trying to figure out their mess and trigger, figure out how to keep them included, figure out how to keep them happy. Oh, I am preaching now. Figure out how to keep them just in the right place and you're just up in all kinds of uh, uproar and they're asleep over there. Some of the biggest mess makers are the, what do you call it, the least clueful. <laughs> they're clueless that they're the biggest mess makers. Can't, I'm going somewhere. We're... we're did I say that? Oh, I went back there by accident. Here's your next fill-in. I'm responsible for anything that is trying to trouble my heart. Next week, I'm going to bring you two more things that are packed in your bag. People in your life that don't bring peace are probably draining your heart. Are you listening to me? Something's wrong with people that don't live in peace, but there's something wrong with you if you let them bring that lack of peace in you. There's a lot of people out there that wouldn't know peace if it smacked them right between the eyes. And they'll try to bring their chaos and their turmoil into your heart and you've got to be diligent like it said in John. It says, don't let your heart be troubled. I'm going to help you with something. Love people, but don't let them take your peace. I can love you, but I don't have to like you. <laughs> and I don't have to let you move in to my heart. I can love you, but I can still set a standard that you ain't bringing that mess here. That would be ridiculous if I stood at my garage and it was filled from bottom to top with all kinds of junk and it belonged to all the people in the neighborhood. It would be stupid if I was complaining, I don't have any place to park my car because everybody's filled up my garage with crap. The normal response would be, tell my neighbors, come get your crap out of my garage because I'm parking my car in there. And you need to, not face-to-face -face and not in that tone and not with those words, but you need to tell some people in your life, come get your crap out of my heart because I'm tired of you parking your trash in there and I don't have any room for peace. Oh. 
Somebody's going to get up in a minute and say, I'm going to go see Pastor Brian right now. <laughs> Smile and keep going. Taylor, if you'll come on down. Smile toward people. You know, I made a statement. Those that are messed up the most are the least aware that they're messed up. Have pity. There's a difference between having pity and being an accomplice. Have pity, smile and keep going, but don't let them move in. Last scripture, my son, give me your heart. And this is a, a little bit out of context, but I liked the way that it stated. My son, daughter, give me your heart and let your eyes observe and delight in my ways. That when it comes to the clutter of our heart, God will never clutter what you don't give to him. Declutter me. That if you insist on holding on to a cluttered heart of time expectations and people motivation, that God will not come and declutter your heart for you. But when you give space to knowing that my expectation of time is in the Lord's hands, that I'm gonna love people, I'm gonna smile, I'm gonna be for them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless them, but they ain't moving their junk into me. We have to take responsibility for what our eyes observe and what we let clutter our heart. I wanna help you with something. If you don't, no one else will do it for you. It would be ridiculous for me to stand at the edge of my garage and say, I sure wish this was more organized. I sure wish there was less in here. I could wish and hope and pray and do a Holy Ghost dance in front of that garage. But until I make the decision to go in there and start chunking stuff out, I should not have an expectation of anything different. I'm the only one that can change the atmosphere of that garage. You're the only one that can change the atmosphere of your heart. Love yourself enough to do what's best for you while still loving people like crazy. We've really got to a point where we do really well at the teachings of loving people but what we end up doing in loving people is that we let people bring their messes. And there's a difference between loving people and also guarding the contents of your heart. And if you love people, you better love yourself in the same manner and say, I'm gonna smile at you. I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna put you on my prayer list. I'm gonna hug you when I see you. But let me just tell you, brother, let me just tell you, sister, you ain't moving all that mess in me again. And declutter it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have given us your word, that you've given us your heart that you've given us your ways. And so, Lord, we trust right now that by your spirit, by your, by your anointing, by the speaking to our hearts, God, I believe that you're speaking right now to, to people's hearts and showing them the ways that they've let clutter 
just take its place. And Lord, I believe we can take inventory and make a decision. No more. So Lord, give us, give us that, give us that courage. Give us that courage. That courage that says, I love you, but I don't have to allow it. I, I can pray for you, but it doesn't mean I have to let you move in. In Jesus' name.